Good branding can upgrade a business and create needed connections within a world being overwhelmed by pointless noise. That is the main point of this episode that our guests would like to get across, Laura Beauparlon, and she wants you to be reminded of your business's purpose and be realigned on the road to success. Does it sound interesting to you? It should. It is a very interesting interview. It is episode number 140, and we begin right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, and I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and I am going to try not to uh, make this name sound harsh, because it's a beautiful name, but as people know, I I can sometimes uh, twist names around, so I want to make sure I get the proper tone of it, because it really is nice. Laura Beauparlon, is the, do I have that right? Do I have that right, Laura? Yes. Okay, beautiful. That was beautifully said. Oh, that's great. You know, I don't uh, I don't sometimes say my own name right, but your <laughs> your name, I'll tell you what, I love the way your name sounds. Mine is very, very consonant-driven, so Bolitnikov. It's kind of very, uh, very uh, harsh, so to speak. But at any rate, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Laura, by the way, she's an international keynote speaker, an expert on branding and design, and the author of Brand Chemistry and founder of Lab Creative. We're going to get into all of what that means means in just a second i will tell you that her name in french and she was telling me off the air means something like beautiful speaker uh, or speaks beautifully something like that so laura you're definitely in the right industry and i know i gave uh, a brief in your bio i just want to welcome you to the podcast i want to thank you for your time and hey what what tell us all about you and what brought you to where you're at right now and again welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you for that intro. So, oh, wow. Tell me, tell you about me. That's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Right. That's uh that's, um, yeah, it can and be how hard. I got here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, my journey has definitely not been a straight line. So I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years, which is crazy. This is a lab creative is actually my second business. And I, before that, I studied uh, graphic design in college, lived abroad. I lived in Europe for three years after college, which really offered some amazing life experiences. Not all good ones. I think that's, that's part of life. Like I had some really amazing adventures. And then coming back to Canada, I really felt like I need to forge my own path. And I think I've kind of been an entrepreneur at heart for a very long time. My dad never had a like, quote unquote, normal job, although he wanted me to get a normal job, which I thought was funny. But he always had multiple kind of streams of income and different things he was doing. He never had a your typical nine to five job. And I'm very much like my dad. I'm tenacious and driven. And, and so it just sort of seemed right that I would forge my own path. And I've been speaking sort of professionally for a number of years, although I originally started speaking more from a motivational standpoint to, to high school students and have really kind of honed my craft and then have lent that voice to, to my business and branding really to help entrepreneurs uh, and small businesses create a brand that creates a heart-to-heart connection with their audience. So that's sort of the the sort of windy path that um, my life has taken to get me here. 
And I'll tell you, the, the, that's the, the Cliff Notes version of it anyway. The Cliff Notes version, although with a 20-minute interview, it's really hard to get anything but a Cliff Notes version because I feel like you and I could talk for hours. But I guess we're yes. going to have to settle for the Cliff Notes version, which I know is going to be amazing. Because what you do is you really do help entrepreneurs and small businesses. You help them find their brand identity. And it's more and more important in today's day and age when you think about when you think about the way that people are interacting with companies these days, they want to know the why behind the company these days. They want to know that they're dealing with somebody reputable and somebody that is uh, kind of aligning with how they feel about things. And I think that and and and, and again, I want you to react to this, but am I am I on about that? Because it seems to me that branding is even more vital in 2020 and beyond than it ever has been. Absolutely. And you said two things there that really resonate with me and, and what I talk about. One is your why, right? And so I actually literally last week wrote a blog post called Lead With Your Why. And it's about when when a business is aligned with, and the other word you said was aligned. And to me, it's so important for the business owner to be deeply aligned with their business, the, the why that it exists, and then the language and the visual expression of that so that they can attract the right clients. If If you're misaligned from the brand and you're trying to be something that you're not, a lot of businesses are trying to fit into their industry rather than stand out because they're like, well, it's always been done this way. And that's what this type of professional is supposed to look like. And my answer is to that says who, you know, who says you have to dress this way, look this way, have a brand that, that acts and speaks this way. You can be anything you want. That's why you started a business. And so when you lead with your why it, to me, that's your measuring stick. So when you have a business and you have new opportunities and you're thinking about developing a new product or a new program and you know you're kind of attracted by all kinds of different shiny objects if you just go back to your why and and usually we suggest our clients go back to the brand foundation we help them build build but at least the why and you look at that and go does this opportunity program product client align with the goals and the the why I created this business. And if the answer is no, then then you would say no to that potential opportunity. But if it's if it's a yes, if it gets you closer, if it aligns with why you do what you do, then it's a, it's an absolute yes. So it's a really great tool to help create that alignment. And and so many businesses that I see today are misaligned. And and the current state of, you know, the world it's there's so much noise and so much overwhelm and it's really important for businesses to focus on creating relationships and and really showing who they truly are because that's how you create that heart to heart connection and that's how you become you know you put yourself into a category of one because you want people to choose you because you're the only choice not because you're cheaper or more conveniently located Right. People will choose you because they just know they have to work with you. And that happens when your business is aligned with your why. And there's just alignment between everything that you do. What a great explanation about branding. And I thank you for that. Let's get into 
small businesses specifically, because you are an expert in helping small businesses brand. And when you think about branding, you think about at least my perception until I started this podcast, I started talking to branding experts like yourself. I never realized how much branding affects every level of business, number one. But I also had the misperception that you had to be this huge, large conglomerate to worry about branding. And that's not true. But I think the one thing that maybe scares small businesses is they may think that, oh, my gosh, branding is going to cost way more money than I have. And I can't do that till I get much bigger. So maybe you could bust up those myths for us. Well, yeah, it's kind of the chicken or egg. And I, I have that comment. And, you know, it's I think it happens to a lot of people like, well, I'll wait until I've made some money and then I'll put money into branding. But how do you get those clients if you don't have something for them to attract them to you? Or you have a mediocre brand or a brand that looks cheaper than what you actually offer. It's going to be really hard to build a name for yourself. And that that can really affect your perception in your industry if you misstep kind of out of the gate. Now, that's not to say you can't get started that way, kind of grassroots and just kind of bootstrapping things. And I've seen people do that. Quite a few of our clients are people who've built their business over three, five years, sometimes even 10 years with a fairly generic brand. And they've done okay because they've had a good client base. They've been consistent in certain areas and now they're ready to take the game to the next level. However, I have a lot of first-time entrepreneurs, people who are just like, I know I need to do this right. And it's not cheap. You can get a cheap logo. You can get a cheap different whatever you're looking for. But it's you've got to think about the longevity of it. And so it's really about reframing what branding is. And I believe that it really is an essential part of your business. And it is something worth investing in. There are lots of different price points that you're going to find out there. That is true. And that is the reality with different levels of skill set and what you get out of it. But if you think about what that brand can do for you in terms of attracting the right clients and even just the strategy piece that I pull in in terms of what kind of content are you putting out there? How are you getting your voice to be known in your space? It really helps you build a more reputable brand. You know, it is an investment. I'm not going to lie, but I believe that it's worth it. Well, it sounds like... I'm not sure if that's the answer you were looking for. No, absolutely. No, I think it's an investment that can show you a positive ROI, and that's how I perceive it. And so... I also believe in making it accessible. So everything I've created in my business is about showing that there's huge value in what I offer. And I have a business and I have staff and I have a team and I'm growing. And so I know my pricing is maybe, maybe it's higher than some people, maybe it's lower than others. But... I've really tried to make it and price it accessible because I know my audience are mostly solo entrepreneurs or very small businesses who don't have massive revenues for something like this. So I've really tried to create it in such a way and even offer stretch out payments and and offer them to pay it out over a number of months, especially during COVID, so that it was accessible to them because they knew, well, I can't pay this big chunk right now. But if we could spread that over a number of months, then it's more accessible to them. So that's something that I've really tried to focus on. And that's a big part of my mission is to make branding and design accessible to entrepreneurs. Let's talk about our number one key to branding success or the number one key to branding success, I should say. 
And Laura, what would that be? Well, to me, you know, it, it kind of is summed up in my book title, which is, is about brand chemistry. So I believe we have to create chemistry with our audience. And, you know, that's, to me, that's so powerful. And what that means to me is that you've got all the right ingredients and you're, you know, you're visible and you're authentic and you're consistent in what you're putting out there. That's how you create chemistry, right? When you've got the authenticity and visibility and consistency, you're showing up, you're aligned, people are recognizing you, you're standing out in your industry, you're memorable. And it's all about creating that spark with the right audience. So everything I created in my business really is formed around that idea of creating chemistry with your audience. So in one of my keynotes, I relate the chemistry and branding to the chemistry and baking, right? In baking, it's all about chemistry. You need the right ingredients and proportions and to do things in the right order to have baking success. And, and I believe the same can be said about branding. You need all of these right elements to come together to create the chemistry that you need. All right, let's head into our last few questions here. And by the way, this uh, the first question here will be, of course, the resource question. And uh, I want to timestamp this interview for folks as well. We record this, uh, as uh, listeners know, I'm months ahead on my recording. And this is actually being recorded in September 2020, just so you know. And if you want to get a hold of Laura and her team, well, it's pretty easy to do. You can go to labcreative.ca. And then, of course, if you want to get that book, it's at Brand Chemistry Book. Dot com And uh, so many great things for you to connect to on both of those links. And, of course, we'll have links to Laura's social media and all that other good stuff. But, uh, Laura, talk to me about the other resources you may point people at. What do you think our audience should uh, plug into? Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely got lots of great resources. I'm trying to think off the top of my head if I have any others. And I can definitely share them with you so you can you can post them. But I've got some great branding resources that I've created, some downloadable stuff. Happy to share that. And I would say my Instagram is where I, I hang out the most. I do some live Q&As so people can actually engage with me, which is really cool. I love the way I can support people there. So we're going to head into the last question. And the last question, of course, is the Laura question. And it's uh, your time to talk directly to the audience. And we, we, we have ample time for you to talk to them. There's probably about three, four, five minutes left in the show now. So um, you have plenty of, pr- plenty of runway, as they say, to talk to folks directly about whatever you'd like to tell them. And so I hand the mic over to you, Laura, and it is uh, your show starting now. Amazing. Well, thank you again for having me. And to all of you listening, it's it's wonderful to be here and to share my voice with you, although I have been talking all day, so it does feel a little gravelly. So one thing that I've definitely learned in my time as an entrepreneur, for all of you entrepreneurs out there, is that it's really, we need help and guidance. And if I could tell my younger self when I started my business 16 years ago, the resources and the people I would have hired or the help I would have sought out much earlier on in my journey, how much that would have helped me along the way. And so that would sort of be a piece of advice is find some great 
mentors. Find some great people that you can either hire, whether it's a virtual assistant or a bookkeeper. Hiring a bookkeeper, I remember, was like a huge decision back in the day when I decided to hire somebody. And then afterwards, I thought, why did I take so long to do this? Same with an assistant. So it's really looking at uh, making a list of all the things that you love to do in your business and all the things that you don't really love to do or you're not that good at and figure out a way, maybe not immediately, but how can you offload some of those things? So that's one thing is really looking at how can you actually spend more of the time doing what you love to do in your business since that's why you started it in the first place. And you'd be surprised that once you do get some of those supports in place, whether it's a business coach or an assistant, you really just feel in a better place. So that was, that's one thing I would love to share. The other thing, and this is something that's really resonated with a lot of people, I talk about teaching from your scars, not from your wounds. And so I'll, let me explain what that means. A lot of times people will go on social media and they will be in the midst of a crisis and they will be emotional and and they will overshare, they will share in their most vulnerable place. And I don't believe that that is the right way to show up and be vulnerable. And I think there's a lot of miscommunication about vulnerability and what that is. So to me, when you can teach from, that's teaching from your wounds, when it's like a gaping wound and you're still in it and dealing with whatever is that is happening. Teaching from your scars is waiting until after the crisis is over, you've learned the lessons you've needed to learn, you've processed through it, and you're on the other side in a better place. That is where you can teach. You can share the things you've learned and share the vulnerability of it without it losing integrity. Now, I've seen a lot of businesses do this wrong, especially entrepreneurs, because they just go on and it's kind of a little bit like just, you know, verbal diarrhea in video form and it really loses credibility. People might start to think, oh, are they still going to be in business in a few months or are they going to, you know, really struggle? And I know it's a really vulnerable time right now because of COVID, wherever we are by the time this uh, airs, but it's not the time to go on and have that gaping wound on social media from a business perspective. What I, I suggest is have a friend, have a, your spouse, have somebody that you can cry in their shoulder and, and rant to and be upset to that you can do privately. So I believe that we have to curate our vulnerability especially as business owners. It's not about being fake, but you can't put everything out there for everybody to see because it puts you and your business in a very vulnerable place that isn't the right kind of vulnerable. So that would be the other thing. It's really that teach from your scars not from your wounds. Laura Beauparlant, and you are a branding expert for entrepreneurs. I suggest people go to labcreative.ca, C-A, not C-A-A, brand, <laughs> labcreative.ca and brandchemistrybook.com. And then, of course, we'll have all your links on there. But, Laura, thank you so much for spending time with this very enlightening conversation. And um, you did not sound – you, you're welcome. Thank you. And you did not sound gravelly at all. You sounded wonderful, and I really appreciated your time this week. My pleasure. Our next guest is undoubtedly bold, and she's assertive as well, and both qualities have gotten her far. However, this strength has not come without doubts. 
In this episode, you'll understand how to be confident within yourself and your career while managing uncertainty. Here's a little bit from our next guest, Jennifer Williams. Being a recruiter is hard and it takes a lot of time and effort. And while I was at the staffing company that I worked for, there were times that I didn't do as well as I thought I would and I started having doubts and even some of my coworkers doubted me. They didn't think that I'd be able to do it. But I overcame them because I know who I am and I know that I can succeed. We are uncertain where our next listener is going to come from, but we know you can help. All you have to do is one of two simple things. Rate and review the podcast or share the episodes you find relevant. If you could do both, that would be amazing. Regardless, we appreciate you listening and we look forward to having you back for another great episode of Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International.